and welcome to Shakespeare, the official Lion Face Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. We have for you uh, part one of our discussion of King Henry IV, part two. If you live in Northwest Ohio and would like to get involved with our organization, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com forward slash lionfaceproductions. You can also find us on facebook.com forward slash Shakespeare and at ShakespearePod on Twitter. And now, on with the show. How was the holiday for everybody? Since I haven't seen anybody, yeah, we're talking about nerdy. Yeah, I two of my nerd things. I have a great love of strange Barbies mm-hmm. and Doctor Who came together. Chris found me the new Doctor Who as a Barbie. What? Oh, yeah. Right. Hannah, Hannah got a Barbie. I got which a Jenny Whittaker Barbie. Yeah, interesting. She got a farmer Barbie. Farmer Barbie. Oh, and Izzy got a uh, some Barbies. And, you know, promptly, obviously, took control of Hannah's Barbie. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. That's yeah. a, well, but then, but Izzy, was, Izzy was much more excited about the after-Christmas sale mm-hmm. on a whole bunch of uh, comic book action figures that she got yesterday. They were like two bucks a piece. Nice. nice. I keep no, walking past Kroger has a bin of dollar hot, rod, of hot wheels. Yeah. And I keep going, oh, the kids would love those. Oh, I'd step on them. I'd step on <laughs> so many of them. I step on, like, it's, there are now Legos in the house. Not Duplos, but Legos. Mm-hmm. I haven't Ooh, there on. are no real Legos in my house yet. No. Well, there weren't until we went out to Chris. Chris's cousins have this tendency that whatever that thing is, and I'm like, not yet. Please don't bring this into my house. Please don't bring them in my house. Please don't bring this into my house. That's what they get them. So, last Christmas. So, when they're 12, it would be drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, does, actually, at 12, uh, they will give them guns with no uh, ammunition in them, put them in one of the hot rods, and let them drive around the farm. Because um, so, that's that's what they did for Chris <laughs> when did, he was 12. Oh, okay. Uh, did, didn't Bryce sell the Lincoln filter? Uh, yes, but... Um, so, yeah, I mean... But the Corvette got stolen oh. by a distant cousin... <laughs> And wrecked. Borrowed. Ooh. Sorry, borrowed. Uh, yeah. And then wrecked. It is, uh, no, like, it is irreplaceable. Yeah. Not that it is so expensive it can't be replaced, as in... They don't make that no more. They, no, Bryce builds these cars. Mm. Bryce makes these cars. Oh, it's irreplaceable. Yeah, wow. like, literally cannot uh, be but replaced. in Distant Cousins, uh, defense, when we went, we went to the farm instead of going to the Brian Douglas's house like we were supposed to because there was miscommunication. We went to just walk into the barn, which is Bryce's, like, home entertainment center. Mm-hmm. And also where he keeps his supercars. Sure. And we just, like, walked in. And we're like, hey, hey, nobody here? They just left the whole thing unlocked. Well, I mean, it's Hicksville. It is Hicksville. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And if you wanted to try to drive, like, if you are driving from one house to another, it takes five minutes before you're to another house. Mm-hmm. But, so, last Christmas, I was like, no lightsabers. I know it's, a st- we had a Star Wars Christmas, no lightsabers. So, of they, course. they bought both of the boys lightsabers. Hence. Which is especially dangerous for Jamie. He's a bruiser. Um, <laughs> this year, they got them, like, Bryce got them each a Ferrari Lego set. 
And uh, <laughs> the pause was Ferrari. <laughs> got them each a Ferrari. And then Brian Douglas got them each the T9 uh, speeder mm. from mm. Star Wars. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a wonderful time drinking wine and putting them together. And putting them together. Uh, to where I decided that's my happy place. Mm. But that has also meant that, like, today, because I work now in a Kroger's, I walk, kept walking past this, like, 600-piece, like, just creative Lego mm. set. My brat at home. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Like, Impulse control. I, Impulse control. I've never... That has not I've, this I've never, never had it. Never What's had up, it. What's Kind a little of, bit. If she walks past the Harry more, Potter, more than depends. all, more than all three of us combined, certainly. Again, depending on what it is, depending on the scenario, I think she but. she can walk past a lot of things that I cannot, mm. but I can walk past a lot of books, <laughs> and she can't. Uh, my parents bought mm. a, me for Christmas our fourth complete set of the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Oh, I never ended up getting my mom that. Uh, Harry Potter and Welsh, I completely forgot about it. Oh, but I called home. Yes. I was like, Chris, let them know I'm bringing home more Legos, and if they want to play with them, they need to clean up their playroom. Mm-hmm. Michael, I hear Michael, like, Chris repeats this, and I hear Michael in the background, just tell her we don't want any Legos. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and I sat for, like, two hours tonight, building sh- just building <laughs> shit with Legos, and the boys would keep coming up, can we help you build, can we help you build? No. And we're like... Yeah, absolutely. Go play your, go clean your playroom and you can come help me build. And they'd run off for like five, three minutes. And they'd come back and be like, did you clean the playroom? And they're like, again, no. We'll, we'll just watch you. Like, okay. And I would make it about another 20 minutes. Can we help? Can we help? Please, please, please. Just give me a chance. I'm like, I'll give you a chance to go clean the playroom so you can build Legos with me. If you don't come get in this Lego business, you got to clean the yeah, play- like, playroom. You got all the You got Lego clean? You know, so at one point in time, Michael goes away for like five minutes, and I hear stuff going on up there. I'm like, I'm a great mom. Look at this. He's cleaning. And like, he comes back. He's like, I cleaned the playroom. I'm like, great. Let me go check it. And he goes, just check the center. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just check the center. Mm. Center of the room was clean, but everything was just like... He had taken one of the dump trucks and just put everything to the. At least he used the proper tool. Yeah, if it was a dump truck, not a not a bulldozer. They don't have a bulldozer. They do have a backhoe. Of course they do. Do have a backhoe? But uh, well. we got uh, Izzy a new board game. She got another new board. Game. She actually got a couple board games for Christmas. But this we got is a her great age for board games. Well, because we we got her. The kid version of one of my favorite board games. We got her uh, Ticket to Ride first ride. Huh. Which is, it's oh, like six plus, like but she's five, you know, five. Yeah, she's, she's a smart enough. five. Yeah, she's close enough. Um, and so she and I sat down and played that for the first time, which was great. We got Teaching her how to play Ticket to Ride. We got Monopoly Junior. Oh, so like you hate your lives. <laughs> uh, first of all, he called it Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Like on Christmas Day, he's like, "Mom, Mom, let's play Metropolis." And he, we'd also gotten them like little action figures. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Um, okay, can I be Batman?" Is this, is, <laughs> who's, like, who's Clark Kent? He goes, "No, but you can be the cat." I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to be Catwoman." No, the cat. What are you trying to get me to play? And he holds up the box and goes, I want to play Metropolis. Like, what, what game is you, it? What you game? can't read, 
son? <laughs> Sound it out, kid. Uh, we got him Connect Four. Oh yeah, Izzy's mm. got Connect Four. We've been I've been schooling her in that. Yeah, it's really easy because <laughs> they do not they do not pay attention no. to how many. Like, no, and Michael will start a row and step I'll it up, five year olds. I li- well, I will legitimately look at Izzy and go. Hey, maybe do you maybe before you no, place that? I don't do you, even do that. No, well, I had to. I had. I, I started. I started feeling bad because yeah. I was just literally just like, just like, I right, Izzy, there's four. Like I would move. I would put four pieces in, and I would win. Yeah, I always win by the fourth, maybe fifth turn, depending on if I decided I was just thwarting him. <laughs> because if oh, I, I, but if I, I go, I if I just, go first, I just win. I played to thwart Izzy and still. Accidentally beat her yeah. at Connect Four. I tried to only win by diagonals. One oh, I've done that. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it, it's always my favorite. Is always like, all right, mom, you can't put any more in this row. This is the row I'm building. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how that works. That is not how this game works. And then I'll go put my piece to block, and he's like, no, I said you couldn't put any here. I'm I'm going to win on this one. <laughs> Sorry, son, no. but that's not how the world works. Like you're. Your grandfather taught me something special, Michael, which is, if you want to win, figure it out. <laughs> well, I've, I've even, like, Izzy will be, like, going to put a piece in, and I'll be like, hey, maybe you want to count, like, right here, where there are three of mine in a row, and perhaps maybe do something about that. Oh, yeah, Dad. Right where she was going to put it anyway. So this is where you should start just cackling maniacally every time she goes to play space. <laughs> oh yeah, do that one. Do that one. That'll help me win. He plays he plays better chess than he plays Connect Four. <laughs> that doesn't make any It really does. Sense. Like he can play chess with my dad and it takes like twenty minutes for my dad to beat him. Which I think is pretty good for a five year old. Yeah, no, no, that's versus a sixty and my I can't I've never beat my dad at chess, so mm-hmm. but It'll take 20 minutes for my dad to beat him. Yeah, but how easy is Grandpa taking it on the grandson, though? Mm, I mean, he's probably not. He probably, you know, like, I know, like he didn't dad, take, I know he didn't take it easy on you, but it's the no, grandkid. It's the grandkid and everything's different. He's not, like, cutthroat about chess with mm-hmm. him, and he's not as insulting. My dad used to play with something called monster chess uh-huh. with us, which I don't know if it's a real thing. But no, he, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, <laughs> it's not. So it was, I'm going to tell you right now. So it's, he, it's a bold-faced lie. He would get a king, a queen, a knight, a bishop, a rook, and three pawns. And he would set them up, like, in the middle. Mm-hmm. In the middle, on his side. And I would have all of my pieces, and he'd go, all right, let's play. <laughs> so that was, and that's insulting. I'm sorry, but that handicap is large. <laughs> if you want, it is a large, that is a very large handicap when it comes to chess. It is. So... I'm like, well, how about, how about, how about you just get rid of that queen and then we play? <laughs> uh, no, you want to win. Figure it out. <laughs> you have all of your pieces. He would school us in Magic the Gathering, but you know what? That bitch worked full time. <laughs> he would go out and buy himself ridiculous amounts of Magic cards so that he could harvest them. He had a fairy deck. It was just a bunch of 1-1 fairies. He would get... He had 16 or 17 in the fucking deck. And he would just line them all up and just attack you all at once and be like, all right, you're done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're dead. You've got way more. My money comes from you. You gave me <laughs> $20. You had 6000 <laughs> And those were 90s dollars. Those meant something back then. They did. I could buy shoes and a CD. Mm-hmm. 
20 bucks made it a while. 20, 20 bucks? That was that was two full tanks of gas. That was walking while well, I started driving. Yeah, well, when I started driving, and I, it took me a while to start driving. It was like 84 cents a gallon. Yeah, I was like, when I started driving, it was, it was, yeah, 79 cents a gallon, something like that. Yeah. This is one of those weird moments where the age difference between you two and us two is but that's very because well, no, you started it, driving before 9-11 and you guys started driving after 9-11. It's true. Yeah. And that's, that's really it is. Cause it's, it, we don't have that large of an age difference. It's just literally after the year 2001, gas became ridiculous. Everything yes. got worse exponentially at once. Yep. I remember the gas going up to like eight bucks a gallon, July or September twelfth. Mm-hmm. People were out there with like, if you've ever seen the sunny, it sunny, always sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where they try to be the gas mongers. There were people out there with like trash cans, filling them up with gasoline and things like that. <sighs> that doesn't work. You can't save gas like that. It has to be enclosed, or it's going to go bad. It just yeah, it does not work that way. No. This is not how this works. It's not how any, any of, of this works. It's my favorite. Is that a Facebook commercial? No, I don't it's not a commercial no, for Facebook. It's a commercial for something. For like Wendy's? Or Geico. Geico. My, I think it's Geico. I don't know. It could be. It's my probably my most quoted commercial of all time. Especially it's considering not, where we not, work. That's not how this works. Yes. <laughs> that's not how money works. That's not, that's not how any of this works. I had somebody come in to burn right before I moved over to my new branch and saying, it's like, yeah, I could, you know, I got like $5,000. I want to see if there's a CD or something I could be earning like 10, 15 bucks a month on. Nope. No. I'm sorry, sir. It is not before 9-11. <laughs> Truth. Uh, but that wasn't 9-11 that had anything to do with that. No, but that was- also true. That was very specifically 2008, mm-hmm. and then the bailout is what has kept us. No. But, but right. anyway, let's. Hey, let's, we're bankers. Let's it's not true. talk about banks. Hey, I'm not talking about my work. We're not talking about fiduci- banks. Fiduci- fiduciary. Don't fiduciary <laughs> all over this fucking podcast. <laughs> a fiduciary. Keep your fiduciary out of the podcast. Yeah, you know, we've I been going we've for been about, recording for a while. About, about we have about almost yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I love. Hey, no, we had a nice. It was a nice. It was a nice Christmas. Nice, yeah, it was. Yeah, cold well, open. But I, I want as part of the cold open, I want to um, resolve for our listeners what I know that they are most anxious about. Oh, absolutely. From our last episode, oh, which is the winner of the candy bracket. Oh yeah, it's important. I'm. With salted chocolate caramel. Horrified. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's fine. It's delicious. First what the all, hell are all of you on? No, no, it was cake. it was terrible because it 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 won and Toffee didn't. All right, <laughs> no, that's not why it's terrible. It's terrible because it won and eggnog fudge did not. In fact, the fudge. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. Mm-hmm. The fudge category just got decimated. The fu- because the f- everybody was like, you know what? I prefer apparently chewier or things that pop when I put them in my mouth. Which, don't get me wrong, I really like the creams. And the fact that I put them in my mouth, I press up with my tongue, and it pops in a delightful spray of flavor. That's great. <laughs> Except for when I thought it was a blueberry pomegranate one, and it was actually... Or I thought it was a raspberry one, and it was actually a, a Mexican fudge. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, was oh like, that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> it's like, yeah, how do, you, how do you mix those up? Well, they one, have very different colors no, on top. No, one's got pink, one's got pink and orange. They're... 
Yeah. They're very... They're they're very ones in, but one's in, one's in dark chocolate, one's in milk. So you done fucked up on that one. Well, it was yeah, dark and I was trying to shove candy in my mouth before the kids or my husband could see me. <laughs> ah. And then I was walking down the hallway, I did that thing where you pop it up against the top of your mouth and you expect <laughs> the explosion of great flavor and I was like, this is going to be so what? <laughs> you did it to yourself. It's Why so is funny. it spicy? <laughs> Well, no, peanut butter fudge won the fudge bracket. Right, which is fine. Again, peanut butter fudge is But good. then it came up against peanut butter cream. Y'all did that to yourselves. So I, didn't, no, I didn't do it. I'm just saying I didn't do it. The, pe- the, the fudge. Once eggnog fudge was out, though, peanut butter fudge had to win it. Also, after eggnog fudge was out, I stopped voting. What <laughs> <laughs> beat eggnog? Yes. It doesn't. I think it was peanut butter fudge. I have my chart. I have my bracket. So, while I understand why we did... It was. It was peanut butter fudge versus eggnog. I understand why you did creams versus fudges, but I feel that that is not... I didn't do creams versus was fudges. It, wasn't it mostly creams versus fudges? No, it was No, no, it was fudges, fudges versus together fudges. Together creams and... versus creams until... That's what I mean. Creams versus fudges. Just like we do the East Coast versus the West Coast. As far, this is like there a... Oh, were, she, she wanted, she three... wanted an integrated bracket, so that's yeah. what Beth's saying. Well, I've been told to do this again next year, and I might do just, like, random pairings next year, because I tried to do systematic ones this year, which didn't end up working terribly Which just well. caused just a lot like, of just, hatred. Just like March Madness, take this to do your seeds for next year. Yeah, then, yeah use this bracket to seed from, and yeah. then clearly, spread it around. Because well, caramel salted, salted caramel. Chocolate salted caramel. Should, should be, not have one. Yes. Should be seed yes. one. Yes. It should be seed no, one for next year. One. And it it's not go, the best chocolate you make. It is no. Well, well, no. Lemon fudge is the best chocolate we make. No. 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 First of all, I like I like the lemon. Michael's cover a lemon chocolate. Were those gummy lines that you covered in chocolate? <laughs> yes. I would have eaten that. I, I also I would have been sad about it though because gummies and chocolate do not. They, they don't. Zan will be very happy that you've said that because she. They couldn't find people to agree with them. So I, I like I would have I would have done it. I'd have eaten it. I'm also, but I'd have been sad at the same time. Because, yeah, that was Uncle Eric. Yeah. Okay. So it should be noted that in the middle of all of your chocolate shenanigans, this this theory that you should not dip anything citrus citrus should not be mixed with chocolate was a widely popular right. and wrong opinion so cassie Ooh. took it to the end of the degree and chocolate does go well very well together so <laughs> cassie Quiet, took it to really? the nth degree and she crossed it well what happened was <clears throat> you cross stitched a phrase <laughs> i did about you might as well just dip the lime in chocolate but that was a facebook comment from emily yes she cross stitched it <laughs> I did. Is what we need. I'm very proud of it, and I it should give you the picture yeah. so that you can link it somewhere on no, our I, social media. If I remember to do it, I will put it in the show notes. But that yeah. is, he'll, he'll, he'll tweet it too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you make a completely bizarre comment that makes me roll on the floor laughing on Facebook, I will cross stitch it and give it to you for Christmas. You have. I hope that somehow <laughs> I can accomplish that this year. She mm. cross stitched a weird. We got plenty thing. of podcast yeah. stuff to pull from. That's so true. That's true. I, you gave me a weird cross stitch when did Michael you? was born. Did I? Yeah, you got. Well, Izzy, ha- Izzy has a Cassie Greenlee yeah, cross stitch. I, I did make things for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Izzy, Izzy a, has a everything shiny, and it's Kaylee from Firefly. Yeah, yes. we got a yes. uh, shiny cap. That. We got every uh, curse this sudden but inevitable to betrayal. I did. I did Firefly. I remember now. Yeah. I did yep, Firefly. Yep, because cross Izzy in her room and it, has a Cassie Greenlee 
It lives. I like to cross stitch. It lives on my piano with all of my family photos. It's always right there because I'm so proud of it. I am proud of your geek cross stitches. Yeah. And the fact that you just will be like, that is really I funny. used to. Have I, have I shown you? I used to have them on an Etsy shop and then I ran out of time to do Etsy. You should start a sampler. Have you two seen Like a Harry the... Potter sampler? That would be great! Well, she had one. Like, that's what she largely did. Like, yeah, I did Harry Potter, Potter characters. characters. But I, uh... I don't mean, like, a full sampler. I well, have to design one. Cassie made me the uh, Firefly sampler a little bit after we got together. What else are you using this uh, grid paper for but to design cross-stitch? That's exactly where I own it. Yeah! You can't take scab from me. I didn't That's design, awesome though. I didn't design this one. I bought this design. Sure. Oh. Um Should we talk about the action? Yeah, okay. First so, we're here to talk oh, about Oh yeah, hey, we are twenty minutes into the Shakespeare so, podcast. The last, yeah, this the is last the thing we Shakespeare saw. podcast. My name's Ryan Hathel. I'm Brick. Is that just the running joke now? No. My name's Beth Roars. I'm Brian Fantana. <laughs> Cassie Greenlee. Chase Greenlee. Ryan Hathill. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope, you're Brick. Mm-hmm. And this is Shakespeare's. That's what right. What are we drinking today? What are you drinking today? Podcast. Uh, well, I am drinking a Horny Monk from Petoskey Brewing out of mm. Michigan. Right. I am drinking... Located on the uh, shores of Lake Michigan. Michigan. I actually have been to Petoskey before. I've been there many, many times. collected Petoskey stones. The more times you guys say Petoskey, the more times I don't believe it exists. <laughs> it's an awesome place. They're running out of the stones, though. I'm drinking... I know those are fossils. I know they are. They're little fossils. They're only found there. They're real cool. I have a bunch of them. I don't anymore. I used to. What kind of fossil? It's it's tiny little uh like microscopic organisms. What microscopic organisms? Fossilized in stones that you find there. And First like, of all, you know, it can only fossilize in stone because there's a calcification process. That's what makes this <laughs> fossil. Trust but, me, I took a class in college. That's a Petoskey stone. Oh, those are pretty. Yeah, great. they look that's, amazing. That's when great sound quality. It'll flat. be in the show notes. Yeah, it, put it in the show notes. We'll get him drunk and he'll forget. <laughs> all right, put so, it in the show notes. All right, shut your trap holes. I'm drinking the Reverend, which is a Belgian style quadrupel. 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 Thank you. From Avery Brewing, uh, we both picked slightly uh, monastic. Yeah, we both we both went uh, a monastic route with our monastic weird choices, uh, which is interesting because there's no uh, friar threatening to kill somebody. No, in the no friars, no, no friars, friars so suggesting to fake your death. Somebody had to bring the friars, so we did. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a friar in the cupboard over there. Shut what? No, <laughs> he has a friar in the cupboard. I got, uh, all right, I got, got a, I got a fry guy for Christmas. If, if you are from my boss. If you are going to make a fryer joke, you have to put the back... No. You have to put the back no. of your shirt up over your head. Uh-huh. Put your arms in the air like this. Uh-huh. And go, fryer, fryer, fryer. But you're too young to know what Beavis and Butthead is, apparently. No, I... he just glazed. Did you see him glaze? I was, I, I was in a I was in a fire once. I, I fire know fight. about I Beavis was... and Butthead because I was specifically not allowed to watch it. I was fired. So the play that we're discussing this week is Henry the Fourth Part Two. That's right. right so Henry I'm gonna Part Two. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh, much like most sequels, it doesn't live up to the first. I told my it's dad. It's not a sequel, but don't I, call it a comeback. 
It's always been here. <laughs> For 500 I, years. I told my dad that we were doing this one this time, and he went, Henry uh, for one is better. Yeah, <laughs> well, okay. well, th- thank you All for right. stating the so, obvious. We'll go here. It's Keith, right? Yeah. Keith, you're wrong about eggnog fudge. <laughs> you, however, are right about this play. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I think... I enjoyed reading this. It's not okay. It's not it's bad. Not that's, bad. That's the thing. It's, it's not it's bad. It's got some it's really just, powerful scenes, and it does have. It has some good moments in it. It does, but it is. It does not. It does not live up to the play that comes before, nor the play that comes after. Yeah. So I went home after we did part one, and I watched uh, the Hollow Crown episode two, which is Henry Part Two, and I'm like, well. I mean, yeah, it's it's got a lot of drama in it and things like that. And then I went and read the play, and it, there's not any more sink your teeth into it moments the way there were in the first one. In the first one, we get this beautiful, like, this dad, that dad. We've got a lot of growth going on with our character. And in this one, we've got, like... You're basically treading water through the first four acts to get to the death scene and the call-out scene with... Mm-hmm. with yes. You mean the, fa- the fake-out scene, which is just as bad as Portia and the Rings. Okay, so we'll get there. I know right, this. Well, let's, let's start let's at the spo- beginning. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert! All right, so let's, let's start at the beginning. Cassie, kick us off. Uh, so we start with an induction. Rumor steps forward. I made an induction sauce once. Uh, yeah, this starts in kind of a weird place. Like, a lot of his plays, he, he'll do, like, time will step forward and give... Well, he does a nice, he does a nice job of starting mid-action, as you should. Yeah, but this one was a little strange to me. But anyway, Rumor steps forward and basically goes, hey, I'm Rumor, I tell lies, and I make them go crazy all over the place, and I have fun, and it's, you know... And the king is totally going down. It's a weird, it's a weird abstract. <laughs> it's choice a very to make weird abstract choice to start this one off. After after Henry Four Part One, it is weird to go into the abstract right out the gate. Well, there are. But no, I think are there any? Ab- there's no abstracts in Part One. No, and no. That's, what I'm, that's why I'm saying. And most it's of the time, but I think it's, don't have them. I think it's his way of doing. Here's what you missed on Henry the Fourth. <laughs> because it's 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 it's, 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 it's you know, I, I joke often about in Shakespeare plays halfway through you have the captain's exposition the one yeah. walks on from the left one walks on from the right they meet in the center of the stage they talk about everything that has happened in the play and they talk about everything that's going to happen in the play just in case you fell asleep in like, case you fell asleep catch you, back you know up. Yeah, the and captain's that's... exposition come out and so this this play starts with. A yeah. captain's exposition it, here. It serves to be like, hey, here's where we left off. There was a big battle because these people tried the battle, to overthrow... The battle of Shrewsbury. Battle, battle of Shrewsbury. These people tried to overthrow the king. Fucking Percy. Went poorly. Percy Hotspur. Percy Hotspur is dead, but I'm going to go spread the rumor that he's not and that the king is dead because I'm going to mess with his dad. And Percy Hotspur's dad is... The Earl, remember, the Earl of Northumberland yeah. was supposed to go to his son's aid in this rebellion and didn't. Mm-hmm. Like a but now what because a but now because of this rumor, 
he believes that his son's yeah. alive, and so now he's going to so, go fight yeah. Prince John. So, well, Bardolph comes in, and he's like, hey, how'd the battle go? And Bardolph's like, well, I wasn't there, but I heard from a guy who said he was there that <laughs> the king's dead, and Prince Hal's dead, and your son won the day, so hooray. And then almost immediately, another messenger comes in and goes, I just came from the battle. It's horrible news. Your son is dead. Uh, the king and Hal are both very much alive and still in charge. It's super hip. And he's like, well, now I don't know what to believe. What he, The second messenger also wasn't at the battle. And so then somebody comes in, obviously, from the battlefield and he's like, what happened? And he's like, uh, he's like, okay, well, you're not telling me what happened. So I know what happened. Things went poorly. So let's go start another rebellion. So let's go start another rebellion. So because my son died, because I wouldn't join him in his first rebellion, let's go revenge him with half the number that we could have had. So yeah, they, all the rebel lords get together and go, well, since we already lost once, let's do it again. You know what they say? If at first you don't succeed, lead more people to their intimate deaths. Yeah. So. Try and try again. Because that's what surf food is about. Yeah, we got surfs. Why not? Let's kill them. So that starts off the actual, like, plot movement yeah. of the play. And then we go to Falstaff. And then they're, they're going to fight the hall. forces of Prince John. Yep. So, um, but Hotspur's mom, wait, wait, before we get to Falstaff, okay. Hotspur's mm-hmm. mom and his widow are trying to talk... Northumberland into not fighting Prince John. Dun dun dun! Yeah, did I jump again? I think you jumped. Look, I I get excited about things. That's fair. But can let's get excited about Falstaff saying that he's going to go find a wife among some hookers. That's way more interesting. So. We jump, we find what, Falstaff. What for, yeah, Falstaff, who's coming back to London, yeah. high on the hog, because he yeah. killed Hotspur. And then I, there's, was, I was in Shrewsbury. Then there's That's possibly not. my favorite character in this play, which is the Lord Chief the Justice. The Lord Chief Justice. Who's like, hey, I'm looking for Falstaff, because he robbed these guys, because remember, that was a plot point from the first play. Yeah. Uh, he robbed these guys, and I need to arrest him. And Falstaff's, like, turning corners, <laughs> hiding behind barrels. <laughs> He's over there! Like, this is a fat guy. If I were directing this, I would make put him behind a skinny pillar mm-hmm. and make him think that he can't be seen. And the f- best part is he's got this little page boy who basically does whatever he tells him to and is turning into a horrible person just like Falstaff. And the Lord Chief Justice is talking to the page. And Falstaff's literally going, tell him I'm deaf. And then the page boy goes to the Chief Justice and goes, my master can't hear you, he's deaf. And it's like... The worst kind of slapstick. I, I can I can <laughs> see you. It's a five-year-old. Realistically, John Falstaff is a five-year-old. That's accurate. Yeah, he's a toddler. So, it, this, is a, this yeah. is a fun scene. It's a fun scene. Falstaff is giving the Chief Justice the runaround, because that's what Falstaff does. And this scene right here, being placed as the second scene, makes the rest of the play, for me feel like somebody stood next to Shakespeare and was like, hey, that first one was a real moneymaker. Let's make another one. Let's put that John Falstaff guy in it. Front and center. Front and center. Because this has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't, but it shows... I think it serves to show that it Falstaff does, has not changed at all. It does ultimately... Exactly the same yes, character. It does ultimately serve a purpose because when we get to later events in the play... This stuff does matter. Hey. 
Yeah, so I mean, then then we go back to our rebels, the Archbishop of York, Bardolph, Hastings, and Mowbray, and Umberland, Mowbray. Northumberland. They're making successful plans. Woohoo! Let's plot and scheme! Yeah, they're plotting and scheming to overthrow the crown again because it worked so well the first time. Because it mm-hmm. went swimmingly. Well, this time around, they figure he's going to have to fight the French, the Welsh. I don't know why they think that. I don't know what they've done to I get those people on board. Um, and them. So Scotland again. Are they just, which, are they just, they're just uh, murdered Scotland. They're just they're just they're just they're banking on around and they're just expecting somebody else to show up. I think they're sitting there going, you know, it's been a while since France got into a fight with England. We're due for that, right? That should happen. Can like we just time it. Can we let's just time it. Let's just time it. Who's, who's got that? Can we set that up? <laughs> should we send them a message? Should we just tell the Welsh? Should we like get some tennis balls involved here? Let's yeah. Just, let's, let's just tell the Welsh they're all. <laughs> That, that the king thinks they're all sheep fuckers, and they'll be right here. So yeah, but that's got, what he said about the Scottish. They've Man, they're all sheep fuckers. <laughs> they've learned literally nothing from this rebellion that no, they've just lost. It is almost exactly the same plan. Same dudes, even. Same dudes, same plan. Only we're missing Hotspur, who who at least had a, the ability to motivate yeah. and was the like the person they were going to put on the throne. Yeah. Like they had a So now they don't head. have the person. They don't have so a figurehead. They don't, well, they, don't, they, don't, they don't they don't have they don't have that. They could weaken at Bernie's him. <laughs> oh god. They could. You but know, they, I thought about which uh which Shakespeare character would be the best to weaken at Bernie's as a parody play. And now we know now it's we know. Percy Hotspur. Mm-hmm. It becomes then weekend, I'm gonna tell weekend, you, weekend part two becomes house. becomes way better. <laughs> Part two does become way better if you get the weekend at Bernie. If they're just hauling Percy the corpse Hotspur. of Percy Hotspur around yeah. the whole show. I love it. I'm pretty sure there is a Shakespeare where they're hauling a corpse around the entirety of the show. We'll get to it sooner We'll get to it. Yeah. Then we go back to the tavern. And yep. this is where we meet Mistress Quickly, who I have played before. Yes. Um, not in this play, but in Henry V. Um, Mistress Quickly, who at one point in the past, Falstaff promised he would marry. She runs this tavern. He also promised he would pay his fucking bill. (laughs) He also promised he would pay his bill and that he would marry her. She believed both. And we all know from the last scene with him, how many IOU letters he just sent out. He's not paying anybody shit. He's not paying anybody shit. And so Mistress Quickly is is pissed off in this scene and is basically trying to throttle him. And the Lord Chief Justice is still there. And he's like, what now? What's going on? And Mistress Quickly gives him another reason to arrest Well, and he gets arrested for not paying his debts to the boar's head. The, the Lord Chief Justice is like, what the... Well, we'll take you in if you don't pay your debts. And then he somehow manages to get Mistress Quickly... Somehow he has, give, somehow he convinces her to, to give, give him, him money. more money to, to give him off, money to pay off his original debt to get out of jail. So yeah, so she's mad about two things. She's mad about he hasn't paid his bills and he promised he'd marry her and now he's not going to. And by the end of this scene, she gives him money and is like, "No, sure, I'm going to go get this other prostitute for you to come in and flirt with." Her name <laughs> is one of my favorites. Yes, Doll Tear Sheet. Tear. She cries to sleep on her pillow. Because she's a hooker. And that's that's where we end that scene. Yes. It's delightful. It is. Well, because this this play this play much more than than 
for one, this play really starts out as the Falstaff show. Well, and Henry and Falstaff meet so briefly and, like, once or twice through the whole play. They're barely together. Well, and what I think is really interesting, and we can talk about this more in the second episode, but we're coming up on scene, act two, scene two, before we get a Henry on stage. Any Henry. Any Henry. And it's not even the titular Henry. Not even a Hank. So, Henry... Quiet. Go back to playing your (laughs) solitaire. Henry Prince Hal does not show up until Act 2, Scene 2. The Henry that this play is named after doesn't show up until Act 3. Yep. Yeah, because Hal is is coming. Hal's coming. Right, right, right quick. He's he's there with Ned. But yet again, we've proven that to be the titular character in a Shakespeare play, you don't really have to be in the Shakespeare play. (laughs) No. It's unimportant. King, like, King John alone. All right. So we move on to Act 2, Scene 2, where we have Prince Henry and Ned coming off the battlefields and deciding again to go play a trick on Falstaff. They're in disguise. They're going to disguise themselves as servants to hear what Falstaff really says about them when they're not around. Yay. Is the master plan. Super good. That works out well for all involved. And we also introduced the running joke that Bardolph has a red face. And it's all anybody ever talks about. The red-faced Bardolph? <laughs> yes. And it, I was reading this, because we did Henry V uh, several years ago now. Ten. Ten. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Huh. We did Henry V ten years ago. This spring. Yeah. This May yeah. will that be was my first ten years. Ten that was my years? first Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah, 2009. That oh, we were out. in that together. We were. Boof. Um, we were, that was we my were first, in that together. Yeah, that yeah, was my was, first we, Shakespeare in the Park. on stage together. I don't think I was ever on stage with you. Uh, I wasn't there. Ryan held a, a sword to my neck. That was how show. I met Cassie. That was the very first time we met, was blocking the scene where he He's shoved just, me into a wall and held a sword to my neck. That, that's like a typical Thursday night. It was very intimidating. Um, But... Because there are so many crossover characters between oh, yeah. Henry V oh, and yeah, this yeah. play. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially because of the Boar's Head Tavern crew. Yeah, I'm reading this picturing all of the people who played the Boar's Head Tavern crew in our production. So Bardolph is Joel Payne. Mm-hmm. Pistol, Pistol is Joe Connolly. Yep. You know. Yep. It's great. But yeah, so, so Hal and, and Ned come up with this plan to trick Falstaff. Falstaff's having a good time with Doll Tear Sheet. Yep. Tear. Tear sheet. I think it's tear sheets funnier. I think it's tear sheet. Oh. No, tear sheet's funnier. But it's always, and left hats is always better when the stripper's crying. She's not a stripper, she's a prostitute. Oh, my bad. The distinction speaks miles. Mm. Alright, so. Falstaff, as we all assume, like, this gambit works, because Falstaff totally just... Doesn't Diso- recognize them at all. Doesn't recognize them because I really hope they have just like bad mustaches. Fake mustaches, <laughs> yes. Or like they're flowers just, tied to their heads. Do you know how like in drama when you they seen- have to go incognito, they just put on like a pair of sunglasses and a baseball hat. They look mm-hmm. like them, just you know. Yeah, oh yeah, that's Cap- nice- Captain America's great greatest yeah. disguise: putting on the blue baseball cap and some of the sunglasses. We just look like us go on our way to a baseball you've, game. You've seen Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Thor, Thor would, you know, throw on a green scarf around his head, and you know, now you can't tell who I am. But I, I don't think this you is where exactly they... You look exactly the same, not a yeah. So this isn't actually the scene where they talk to him, but they find these letters that he's written. Yeah. Um, trying to pit 
So he's, Falstaff has, I think, written a letter to Prince Hal. Now that Prince Hal's going to come into power because the king is sick. And basically trying to pit him against Ned. Mm -hmm. And they find this letter and they're basically just mocking this letter. Because it's like, you know, Ned was talking about how he's going to make you marry his sister. He's trying to marry you off. But Falstaff does... Like, badmouth them. Yes. In the oh, he does. They don't we talk don't, to him yet. We, we, they don't talk to him yet, but he is badmouthing them. Yes. Um, but he, yeah. So, here's Falstaff living, again, living high on the hog. He lives... Well, because he's the hero. He yeah. killed Percy Hotspur. Yeah, I was he's a Jewish fresh from the battlefield. Yeah. yeah. So he's telling stories, and he's grandeurizing as he does, and he ends up badmouthing the prince and Ned. Which is... What we all expected him to fucking do. And then in the middle of that scene, because really the scene continues in two four, but we have two three in the middle of it, and that's where the women are talking to Northumberland. No, don't go. You'll only die. Being yep. the voice of reason that nobody listens to. Like as usual, dude, you just lost a fucking rebellion. Are you really going to lost a fucking like, son? It is like, always the widow. Yeah, it is always the enraged widow. Who spouts off the the knowledge the that truth, they need to hear? The truth, and the everybody truth, goes, power. "Oh, yeah, Lady Percy so overwrought." Maybe Lady Percy, do you need to have a lie down? Lady Percy has the best speech in this show. Oh yeah, and then she, she's, she's like, like, she's yeah, like, fetch my fainting just, couch, and I'm gonna rip you a new one." <laughs> because her whole speech is, "Dude, you refused to go help my husband, your son. He was killed on the battlefield." And now you want to go continue this rebellion without your best fighter, with nobody to back you up against a king and a prince. Without your most charismatic leader as well, like, because that's Hotspur. She's like, just leave it alone. Like, that's the advice she gives him, is just leave it alone. It's Let everybody be. Yeah, it's don't insult add insult to in- injury. Yeah. It's insult to injury to her. Yeah. Because you weren't willing to do it for him. But you'll do it you for you. Yeah, you didn't show up. You didn't sh- well, no, you didn't show up when he needed you. So now you're going to show up? She, it's something like, he's doing it for revenge now when he could have done it for love before. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for, don't say you're doing it for your son. You're not doing it for your son. You're doing it for yourself. Yep. And then he's like, my fair daughter, you hurt me. You're hurting my feelings. Stop yelling at me. You emotionally manipulated twat. <laughs> don't yell at me. I feel bad that I did something bad. And then, and then he's like, no, no, no. No, I'm going to go do it. Yeah, then I go do it. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this time the stove's not as hot. I'll go put my hand on it. I'm going to put my hand no, right a, in the a, fire. It's, it's okay. A, it's okay. I'll go touch it. okay. I'm going to grab it's that okay. burning stick. It's okay. Ah! And then we go... hurt me! Then we go back to the tavern where we have the two servants who are like, uh, so the prince is here and he wants to wear our uniforms to go play a trick on Falstaff? The other one's like, yeah, sure, sounds cool to me. Whatever. Let's the prince it. wants awesome. it. The prince wants it. The prince gets it. Yes, I don't know the prince. The prince really likes dressing up to play tricks on Falstaff. Actually, well. I think both times he's been like, I don't really know if we should, but Ned's like, no, it'll be funny. Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. Let's go fucking fuck with Falstaff. And each time, it just means that it, just ends Prince in, Hal, it actually ends in sadness. Yeah, Prince Hal gets disappointed a little further in Falstaff mm-hmm. every time he does it. That's why, yeah. that's why Poins does it. Because Poins is like, hey, let's go do this because I'll think it's funny and you'll be disappointed. <laughs> you think, <laughs> so Poins is an emotional murderer? Yes. Nope. He's like, this is funny for me and sad for you, let's do it. So we, Your we have this, uh, 
You I'm are. Not, You're net points. I don't hurt people's feelings. No, you just set them up for sadness. No, I hope you... By knowing you. I help you reveal the sadness that already was your life. <laughs> That's the secret, Brian. You are always a sad I was, boy. I was always sad. Look, I've, we're going on 20 years, son. But we go back to Falstaff and Quickly and Doll. And then the servant comes in and he's like, hey, this guy Pistol wants to come talk to you. And Falstaff, for some reason, has, like, major beef with him. Pistol's just there to tell him, hey, dude, you're supposed to leave by now. And there are many, many, many dick jokes in this scene. Oh, yeah. There are so many. That's why this scene exists. Could you tell our listeners? I want to hear Cassie read dick jokes. Nah. Cassie... I have, as a director, made you delve into the dick jokes of Shakespeare before. Yes, you have. I think you should do it again. Because come on, tell- Cassie, come on. You're come, on come on, Cassie, Cassie, come on. So come ten on. years ago, yeah, come on. ten years ago when we did Henry V and Joe Connolly and I played Pistol and Mistress Quickly, who are married at that point in they the show. They are. In Henry V, they, they are married. In Henry yes. V, they're married. In this show, they're not. Um, we were young 20-year-olds still in college. Aren't you First still time- in your 20s? No. I'm 30. Hmm. <laughs> put her out to pasture. <laughs> We're going to take her to the glue factory. <laughs> she doesn't have wolves. Anyway, um, but Joe Connolly and I, it was our first time doing Shakespeare, and so we're like, do you know what we're saying? No, do you know what we're saying? It's probably a dick joke. It's probably a dick joke. Should we just make everything as suggestive as possible? Yes. And that was our okay, acting you choice. you were right. Here, let's stop. You were, you were right. There are certain people in our lives that you are blessed to know who will make everything dick joke, if at all possible. Be that person right now, Cassie. <laughs> and read me some dick jokes. Find your favorite. I don't have a Find favorite. your inner dick joke. Find your inner dick joke. I don't have Shakespeare's a plays are littered. Oh, they are. With so many fantastic dick jokes. My husband's favorite sex joke is from Hamlet, and it's still doing country matters. Country matters. It's still his favorite. He will uh, see mine's from Titus. Uh, villain, I have done thine. It's the original mom. Your mom. The joke. original your mom joke. Villain, I have yeah. done thy mother. You have done in our mother. Villain, I have done thy mother. Yeah. <laughs> the the first recorded mom joke. Your mom. Your mom. Your mom! <laughs> it wasn't recorded, by the way. Well, it was now. <laughs> On the Shakespeare podcast. Oh, is that what we're doing? We are. We're trying to get Cassie to do dick jokes. I know. I'm trying to, like, podcast. stretch this out so she can find her favorite dick joke. I'm not looking for it. I'm moving on. Oh! oh! This is a fucking... Factory of Sadness. Okay, but in to our own... This house is a prison <laughs> on planet bullshit. <laughs> to our own, like, praise, though, we did make her say dick a lot. Yes, Cassie has said dick many times. <laughs> dick, dick, dick. Dick, 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 dick. Oh, the dick, dick. Do you think that Falstaff would know the difference between a dick and a hole in the wall? <laughs> he would. <laughs> he might. <laughs> I don't know that guy from a dick in a wall. <laughs> I don't know the difference between him and a glory hole. All right, so the king is suffering from some insomnia, huh? He's a little sick. 
Well, is that where we're going now? Well, before we get to that, in the tavern. Where the dick jokes happen? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hal and Ned uh, reveal themselves. themselves And because Falstaff has been abusing them, he's been abusing the prince, he's been abusing Ned. (laughs) And then they're like, ah, hey, pull off my mustache. Here's my fake mustaches off. I'm Prince Hal, bitch. And then Falstaff's like, oh, when I said those things, I didn't think you could hear me. Also, also, I knew it was you the whole time. (laughs) The whole time, I didn't abuse you. They're like, I'm standing right here. No abuse. No abuse. It's fine. Falstaff keeps saying that. No abuse. No abuse. Tell tell him I'm deaf. I got. I gotta go. (laughs) I'm gonna go roll down this hallway. (laughs) And it's like, did you say this thing? No, I didn't say that. I was standing right here. I didn't say it. Nope. I mean, you didn't. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't understand what I meant because I knew it was you. So I was just trying so to. So I was rip just you. trying to like. I was, I was joshing you. Just, uh, just, uh, it was a, it was all in, it was a gas. It was a, just dicking around, man. Just, just dicking around. Just for dicks. Cassie, would you say they were dicking around? <laughs> oh, the dick, dick. Oh, oh, the dick, dick. It's been a while. A while. And then Pedo comes back in. Remember Pedo? No, it's been a while. Tell me who Pedo was. No, he's, I don't know, he's one of the henchmen. He hangs out with Bardolph and, yeah. Yeah. He was one of the ones that got chased off. And, and so they're getting ready to like possibly come to blows with Falstaff and Pedo comes in and goes, um. You can't hit the fucking prince. The king, uh, wants you now, Prince Hal. Like right now. Like yesterday. Like, yeah. Like a week ago he wants you. Do you want to play it out like a play? No. Gotta go. And so Harry's like, all right, um, gotta go. And Falstaff's like, okay, you go do that. I'm gonna go do doll. Which <laughs> is pretty much literally what he says. You go do that. Yeah. I'm gonna go find a way. And so then finally, in act three, we meet the title character of this play. I just wanted you to say titular again. Titular? Yeah. The titular character. The titular of the play. character. Yeah. Man, Beth's in a mood tonight. <laughs> Clearly. Dicks and tits. That's all Beth cares about. We don't work together anymore. I can't, like, run her around in the morning before... No, this is like when <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta left... go outside and take her outside Look, and throw the ball around. This Jeez, is what Jesus. happens when you leave a dog caged all day and then you let her out at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I have... I have one person that I can tell dick and fart jokes with all day. And then a boss who just goes, mm, that makes me uncomfortable. So I have to behave myself a little bit. Yeah. And then my three and five year old aren't amused. And Chris will laugh at Michael dick. doesn't like dick jokes? <laughs> no, he does, but I. You don't tell him to your five year old. I don't. He, it's probably, it's probably no, solid. It's most, probably a solid choice. The three year old makes the most dick jokes, but I just go, this is my penis! <laughs> and then running away to go. Which, to is, which is excellent. You can do that when you're three. Yeah. Yeah, don't say do You can't do that when you're 37. Kick. That'll get kicked, you'll get you kicked out of Kroger. <laughs> we had all of the beer in the cart we needed, Ryan. We just had to make it through the carryout. Like, I don't understand why you couldn't keep your pants on. The self-checkout, man. I don't know. It, no, it wasn't self-checkout, like, self-service, like, like that. It was, we were just going to ring the beer up and go. You could have left your pants on another five minutes. This is my penis! <laughs> I'd say we've gone to a weird place, but it's not really that weird. Oh. These two, so. Uh, so in Act 3, the king has insomnia. The king, yes. The king so is yes, unable so. to sleep. And so people come in with bad news, and they're like, hey, Northumberland is like, Leading He's the rebellion this, against this rebellion you. Rebellion thing. It's not over. And King Henry's like, I just want to invade the Holy Land. Why can't you just let me invade let me the Holy Land? I want to war. Look, I cannot sleep 
Because you turds keep attacking me for no reason. I've done nothing to Won't make you, you upset. Will you not let me fucking war who I want to? I want to go kill the people over there, and instead I have to go kill my own people so I can't sleep at night. If people would stop trying to usurp stop me. Stop making me kill my people. That'd let me be kill good. those people. But, Warwick. I am, I am sleepy, but I can't sleep. Warwick tells the king that there are like the the king has been told there are fifty thousand rebels that there are like a shit ton of rebels coming for him. Mm-hmm. And Warwick looks like um, there's eight. <laughs> Uneasy is the head that we're and it's yeah, like, that's where we get this one. So yeah. that is one of the most misquoted Shakespeare lines. Because mm-hmm. people always said heavy is the head that wears the crown. No, nope, it is uneasy Easy. is the head that wears the crown, and it is from Act Three, Scene One. Yeah, of Henry the Fourth, Part Two, and it's it's one of the most famous Shakespeare quotes, and, and like you said, most often misquoted. misquoted. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. No, uneasy. So now, when you go out into the world, your listener. You no longer have to correct people for good and well to be the most dicky person in the room. You can correct <laughs> you can correct their quoting of Henry the Fourth Part Two. Exactly. Or what you can actually correct, because this is the one that drives me up a wall, is if music be the food of love play on. Because okay. people cut the quote there. And they put it on things to be like, if music be the food of love, play on. Like, yay. Play music so that my love will grow. The no, second no. half of that line is so that in excess, I don't remember the exact half of the line, but it's basically saying, if music is the food of love, keep playing it so that you stuff love to death and it will leave me alone. Not everything is much ado. That's not much ado. Isn't that? That's Twelfth Night. That's Twelfth Night. Not everything is Twelfth Night. Thankfully, <laughs> most things are not Twelfth Night. I can't wait till we get to Twelfth Night. I believe that Twelfth Night will be Ryan's redemption from RNJ. That's the show where I get to, where I get to talk about Connect Four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did not make the connection for that comment. What up? Oh fuck! It was a best way. Uh, I assisted. Oh, you got oh. the assist on that, and we had to deal with the best segue. Somewhere <laughs> out there, your wife just like fist pumped the air. <laughs> she doesn't know why. She doesn't know why, but she did. But she did. And it just fills me with a crown of sadness. (laughs) So then we move on to the scene with, like, the best named people in this entire show. Are you talking about Justice Shallow? Justice Silence? And everybody else that they bring to, like... Wart. Wart, by the way, is the... To me, the name Wart is always going to be little King Arthur. Because that was his name in Sword in the Stone. Wart. Yeah. Yep. Feeble, but basically, cat. from my understanding, reading this scene, um, Falstaff once again has to put together a company of men. That went so well last time. <laughs> it went so very Falstaff well last time. Owes a lot of people money. Yeah. So Falstaff is in charge of going out and finding an army. Yeah. So Falstaff is—he's going to be straightforward and just collect these people, right? And not yeah, take money yeah, and bribes. To- no, so many bribes. Oh, all the bribes. Yeah, and Actually, so... Actually, just... Well, I mean, just two. But still. So he has these justices, Shallow and Silence, who are responsible for, like, collecting people to join this company. But and all this scene is is him making fun of all their names. Um, this scene is... Uh, there are certain passages in Shakespeare 
are nothing else but Shakespeare kind of um, self-servicing himself all over the page. Yes, uh, showing exactly how witty he can be. Yeah, and that's what this scene is because you've got a guy whose name is Moldy, and a guy whose name is Warts, and a guy named Feeble and Bullcalf. And there are other plays where I have... And, and sh- as you say, we have Shallow... And, and Shallow yeah. and Silence. Yep. So there are other plays, and if you go back and listen to the other podcasts, there are times in which I have absolutely, like, fangirled all over this stuff. Like, this is one of my favorite things that he does in plays. But... It, it feels, can't be the only thing you're doing yeah, in the fucking play. It feels very out of place here, and it feels like too easy almost. It's again. We do get we do get some some fun little quotes out of this scene, though. Yeah, I feel like we put a Brad into Falstaff meeting with Hal, but for the most part, Falstaff's plot line just kind of like spins around in its own little world. Yep, you could pull well, all some, of this out some, some and add it to Mary Lewis. Some of my favorite quotes are from this scene. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun. It just doesn't he do does, anything. But he does this exact same thing. Falstaff does this exact same thing in part one. And it's so clever, and it flows so nicely, and it's some of the best insults we've ever heard, and this great banter between Falstaff and how. And in this, it's still beautiful, and it's still great banter and all that stuff. It just, like, we have a king over here who is dying and sick and in insomnia and there's rebels coming from everywhere and all of this terrible stuff. All right, here's some slapstick from Falstaff. I'm just going to smash it in there. Yeah, it it felt a little like it's it's a fun scene, but it felt out of place for where it fell if in you this. took Yeah, if you took this scene and you put it before the last one, I know that we would have then had Falstaff, Falstaff, King. Instead of Falstaff King, Falstaff King, Falstaff King. It's just... Normally, this is my favorite thing that Shakespeare does. And in this particular one, it just made the it's sequel... Out of place. This, it made the sequel worse, which I know is not a sequel. It's a continuation. So then we... we move, no, it was all written together. He just produced it twice. Then we move into... Um, the Rebels. Rebel, Rebel. The Archbishop of York and Westmoreland and Mowbray and all these people, and they're talking about their plans. Ready to try about... our fortunes to the last man. Yeah. Who's the last man? I don't know. Mowbray says it, though. Ready to try our fortunes to the last man. I and think that I would like... Like, that is a great quote. It is. No, there, there are a lot of good quotes in this play. Actually, another, another often misquoted... Uh, line from Shakespeare is in this act as well. What is it? That. Uh, commit the oldest sins, the newest kind of ways. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Ooh. Let's do that. Which is, but you know, you know, committing the oldest sins, the, you know, uh, you know, the newest ways or whatever is often like paraphrased or misquoted. All right. But so they're, they're basically talking about their plans and like, no, 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 this is going to work because the king is super sick. And Prince Hal's not living up to his airly duties, so there's all this contention. So we're going to go fight gonna John. Be, so we're going to fight John, and we're going to pick him off, and it's going to be great. And then John enters. Yep. He goes, hey, guys. What's up? What, what you, you doing? What's up, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> and then he smashes Northumberland's head into the <laughs> table and gets his mashed potatoes in his hair. And they're Sup, like, nerds? oh, hey. 
we were hey, doing, Prince we were, John. We weren't doing anything. We were. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I heard you guys were meeting. And I, I promise, I'm not going to get you in trouble. I swear. Is he three-way calling Becky during this whole thing? <laughs> and so, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting on the other side. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take up for you with my father and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And I'm on your side. Don't raise sure. an army. We'll just, let's parlay this. I'll make sure your things that you want happen. Let's have a, let's, let's, it's a little, that's let's a little less special. Let's have a conversation. And then, he's like, and then he's like, oh, and by the way, y'all are under arrest for treason. And they're like, you, you promised that, are you going to break your word to My us? My fingers were crossed. <laughs> basically, basically that's his last speech is, um, yeah, I didn't. Be truthful to a traitor. Yeah, like you. You guys are traitors. I'm allowed to lie to you. Yeah, like it's like, it's in the Bible. It's embarrassing <laughs> that you uh you fell for it, really. So you guys I, are dumb. I wasn't even wearing a ball cap and a pair of sunglasses, and you, <laughs> you fell knew for it. you knew who I was. I didn't even have to take off a fake mustache. And uh, I just and, walked right in here. And I literally, just, like, the door was open. worst security ever. Literally, just like that. Does the John rebellion Fal- is over. Yeah. Does, 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 does John Falstaff guard the door here? It's <laughs> terrible. So, it's good that the rebellion is done, because John Falstaff really hasn't gathered anybody. Has he? No, because he's still hanging out with Shallow. We get into Act 5, he's still around. Yeah. Still hanging out with Shallow. So yeah, Prince John and Westmoreland have arrested the traitors. And oh, they're Blunt, like, Blunt's in there, too. He's one of my favorites. Let's never forget Blunt. Blunt, yes. I love Blunt. Um... Blunt is very funny every time he's on scene. I yes. love Blunt. The Andy Dwyer of... If I, yes, yes, exactly. If I could go and play in these plays anything, I would play Blunt. I feel that it is a typecasting for me. I am both an idiot and I say things I shouldn't. Mm. Yes. Don't agree with me. Yeah. And so then we move on to Falstaff, who is still... Interviewing people and making fun of their names. He's still hanging out with Shallow. And, yeah. And Prince John comes in and he's like, Hey, Falstaff, uh, what have you been accomplishing while I've Did been you do literally shit? ending this rebellion? Did you do jack and shit? What have you done to be a, a healthy and productive member of my society? I fucked a prostitute. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Carry on! <laughs> and Falstaff's like, of course I've been doing things. What do you take me for? Someone Look at all these guys. Who doesn't do things? Look at these guys. I, I do, signed them I up. I do things and stuff. I signed, I signed these guys up. Yeah. They're here. You see them? They're guys. They're guys are just feeble. <laughs> and then he makes fun and then of he's the like, prince hey, for not... makes Yeah, he makes fun of the prince, but then as the prince is leaving, he's like, hey, uh, you're going to court, right? You're going to say good things about me? In yeah. court, he's like, "Oh, what a pussy! Don't drink again. You don't drink. Oh, Prince John. Prince John's a teetotaler. Can't no no liquor passes your lips, huh? Huh? Does it? Oh, you're such a nerd, big nerd. Oh, uh, tell your brother I said, hey, <laughs> I love him. Make sure he got my muffin basket. <laughs> Thank you. Like that is the entire interaction, right? Basically, yeah. yes. Yeah. So he's like, you're a big nerd." I do more stuff than you do. Uh, you're ugly. Nobody loves you. Your mother dresses you funny. Yeah. Uh, can you please tell your brother that... <laughs> that he, uh, we're cool. And then it, Falstaff's alone on stage and he has a speech. He's like, ah, great. I made it through two rebellions. Look at me go. 
This is awesome. <laughs> I earned that sir title. Sir John Falstaff. And so, sir John Falstaff. Instead of Sir John Falstaff. Just and then Bardolf comes in and he's like, what's Sergeant up, Bardolf? He's like, yeah, the army's disbanded. And he's like, great. Let's go to court. Yeah. We mm-hmm. probably are going to get something, right? We're going to litigate the it's shit. It's like, oh, the guys. king's no, super wait, sick on. and Hal's going to be king we gotta, real we gotta soon. Stop. We got to stop. What kind of court do you think they're going to that they're going to litigate? I mean, any court. It's all Lit- a metaphor. Yeah, so do you think they're going to a court that litigates things? I mean, is that do you what think it all is? Do you think there's a judge? The, pr- the proceeds over the court? I think that judge is death. I I think that death isn't in this book. I think that you're trying is. to get at it. Rumor is, but death's not. I think Beth's just trying to be mean to you. I am. Because Shit. court has nothing to do... Well, not not actually true. Because the name for a modern court They're of law... They're going to the king's court. They're going to the king's court. But the court of, a court of so law... So there is a judge. It's the king. You're yeah. dumb. Drink your beer. Okay. The court of the... Uh, uh, You're not dumb. I love you. A modern a modern court of law does get the name the court from... Ryan. King's court. He literally said they're going to go well, litigate. Yeah, they were. No. Hey, I'm going to chase on this one. All right, so we go... Addicted. Gotta, gotta split the party. We go, right. we go to... No, it's always a terrible idea. You can't split the party. First of all, Cassie's on That's his how side. The dragon kills They're us. married. Cassie's always on his side. She doesn't like it when I make too That's much fun of him either. It depends entirely on what we're talking about. Were you about. on my side with the litigate? Yes. Yeah. Um, I got your back. I was going to be nicer about it, though. Oh, well, That's not nice about That's anything. Because you sleep in the same bed. <laughs> I, on the other hand, haven't seen him in a fucking month. <laughs> Which is odd now. Yeah. I get itchy. I used to see Chase every day. She's gotta get her... Can we take over the mommy branch? She's gotta get her Chase yes. on. Yes! As he knocks cans over. Like you shiftless so, hobo. Alright, this has got a kind of high... Alpha. Yeah, that stuff... The, the Reverend is not is not joking around, my No, friend. it's not. It's not happening after the break, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that No, the, what's going to happen after the break? Is, I'll tell you, this reverend is doing the oldest sins and the, the newest <laughs> fashions. Uh, the, what's going to happen after the break is have Cassie try the spear. Oh, I'm excited for that. Okay. So. Anyway, so we go to King Henry, who is on his deathbed, surrounded by all of his sons, except Prince Hal. Nobody can find him. Of um, course not. He's masquerading as a servant. He's so, got a thick mustache. So, so all of his sons are there, and he's just like, Gloucester, where's your brother? No, Gloucester's no. like, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I want everybody to realize that in the notes, Gloucher, Glou- Gloucester? Thank you. Again, blame the reverend. His name is Humphrey? Humphrey, yes. Humphrey, my son of Gloucester. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny. Uh, where's the prince, your brother? I think he's gone to hunt. I'm dying, and he's hunting. Yeah. Clarence, where's your brother? It's like just constantly asking all of the other sons. Where's your fucking brother? Whose name is Thomas, which is a decent name, and this one got Humphrey. He should kill his dad for that. Wait, there's a Clarence and a Thomas? There's a there's no, Thomas. Ter- Thomas of Clarence. Thomas Duke oh, of I Clarence. Thought it was Clarence Thomas. Hum- no, he's on the Supreme Court. Well, they're gonna litigate. <laughs> I I blame the Reverend for not seeing that coming. Just to be clear, this reverend beer has gotten me tipsier than any of the other beers. 
that I, we have had on this show. I don't know if I got, your back. I got your I got your back, Chase. Holy shit, this is ten. Oh. Yeah, that'll do it. That would be why. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> I'm halfway through a can of uh, Petoskey Brew and Horny Monk, and this also ain't no slouch. I'm going to have to go see if there's any more highlight than the fridge. There's, there's one, one more. That's going to get me through the second half, I think. <laughs> Mommy still has to drive home. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so the first question is, where's your brother? I don't know. He's off hunting. And then of Clarence. Where's your brother? Why aren't you with your brother? Like, yeah. well, because I'm I'm here with you on your deathbed. But your brother. Yeah, but I'm dying. Go get him. Go get him. Who's he with? Uh, I think he's with Ned and the others. And then King Henry has this whole lament about he's gone right back, right back to his stupid well, he, Falstaff. He thinks he's out carousing with Falstaff. He's not. Which he's not. Well, he's I mean, like, I'm dying. My Air is not taking this seriously. It's falling in with bad company all right, again. So, first of all, yes, the king is dying. But his symptoms, three to four, were insomnia. <laughs> I know that I have been so sleep deprived um, during certain periods of my life where I thought I was going to die, but the body doesn't let you. It will knock you out. You don't die from sleep deprivation. They can go crazy from it. Yeah, but eventually your body's like, go to sleep. So, I mean, Prince Hal's probably like, okay, yeah, dad's just not sleeping again and he's going cray cray. I don't need to be there right now. And he does show up eventually. He does, but first Westmoreland comes in and he's like, hey, King Henry, Prince John, put down the rebellion. All by himself. All by himself. Didn't even shed a drop of blood. And Henry's like, great, good news. Where's Hal? I don't care that I have a better son who would be a better king. Bring me the one I want. And he's dying, by the way. And he's dying and he needs to be carried yep. so up to his bedchamber. Carry me! Well, his bedchamber is like the Jerusalem chamber. And he's like, he I always knew I would die in Jerusalem. So he I wants just... to die in the Jerusalem chamber, which is dumb. Because if he can't go to the Holy Land and well, have his there. Well, he was trying to war on the Holy Land this so whole hard. fucking time. So trying but so hard. fucking Northumberland and Hotspur All right, fucking so, wrecked it. And then, this so scene like, right here was my spoiler moment scene. They carry him upstairs. And Hal comes in. And Hal they, defends himself. Did I'm skipping ahead? Uh, you are. Because they, they you pull carry the beam. him. You they carry it. him upstairs and they lay him on the bed and he's like, take my crown and put it on this pillow beside me. Touch my room. As I sleep my final sleep. <laughs> Touch my And my so boy. <laughs> he goes to sleep with the crown on the pillow. And then Prince Henry comes in and everybody's like, he's in a real bad way. And Prince Henry goes in and he sees him there with the crown by his side and he goes, Oh God. Dad died. He well, died. He like he talks to his dad first before he picks up the crown. Does he? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think he does. So I think that he like I thought he defended himself to his dad first. No, so, he no. goes in when dad's asleep and he picks up the crown. He's like, I'm gonna sit by my father, who's dead. Go away, brothers. This pick. moment isn't for you. He takes the crowd and, and he goes takes to leave, and his dad's like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? That's so, my shit still." And he's like, 
I wasn't dead. I was just asleep. Can you not tell the difference between someone who is asleep and someone who is dead? Clearly, I can't. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you're not dead. So this is my the way I my interpreted shit. this scene was more of like a Dad. I'm sorry. I've done so many bad things. Oh, he stopped breathing. He's dead. I'll pick up this crown. Oh no, he's tricked me, and now he thinks I only want the crown. <laughs> so this is my like fake out death. Yeah. Like, Why are you? Fucking kidding me. He's not really dead, which if you ever watch The Hollow Crown, Jeremy Irons plays uh the fourth, and so Jeremy Irons is I love Jeremy Irons. I do as he well. Phenomenal. But he he can he plays a son of a bitch real well. Oh yeah, he does. I mean yeah. so it really For can... those of you who, you know, are old enough, you know, Scar and the Lion King. Yeah, oh, old mm-hmm. enough. You mean who have three year olds who demand to watch Lion King seven days a week? Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying there's still there's 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 a gap. Yeah. Like there's a there's a gap in there. Yeah, like, but there's Disney movies that I was, you know, too old for when yeah. they came out, and so uh, or too young for when they, you know, when they. And, came ma- out. and maybe it's because I watched before I read, which I guess I shouldn't do. But it's really good. If you haven't seen it, watch at the BBC's Hollow Crown. I know. I need to really, I need to borrow it yeah, so I can really watch them all. Good. But um, um, this speech is kind of hilarious because King Henry's like what. You can't even wait. Have you dug my grave already? Do I have a grave that you've dug by oh, hand yeah, this, out this, there? This, in this the... is where any Jewish mothers are. <laughs> oh, that's racist, but yes. Oh, I'm not even cold in the ground yet. And you and Henry try, Prince Hal tries to be like, no, 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 no. I I took the crown out I, of honor for you. I, you like were, you were drooling. I wanted you to have another pillow, so I picked it up. I was gonna. And I, yeah, I was like, to I just keep it from just trying to help you out. I didn't, I didn't want the flag to hit the floor. God, God like, damn it, Dad! Why don't you ever listen then, to me? And then the king's like, "What are you crying? Are you crying right now? There's no crying <laughs> in the death room." In the this is a Jerusalem room. We don't cry in here. All right. Either way, they come. My to holy term. land. They come to terms, and Dad, who already <laughs> wanted Prince Hal to be the perfect son, goes, "You know, you are the perfect son." Even though I hate you. <laughs> Even though I hate you, uh, I love my dead gay son. Sorry, that's completely different. That's the Heather's. But the Dad just decides that he's gonna love his son no matter what. And you can be the king. And then he, then he dies. Then he he dies. Yeah. So it's, you are my true heir. There is another Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's this ridiculous back and forth. But it's, it's this ridiculous back and forth fake out, like you said, this fake out of the death scene. Um, but it, there are some touching, touching moments in it where where Henry's like no 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 I was not off with Falstaff I was not off with my friends I understand the duty that I owe you and that I owe this crown and I am prepared to take Jesus it on Beth. and I have missed you at work that's your best fire I'm never buying this beer again <laughs> and then and then right before right before King Henry dies Prince John comes in because before it was just Westmoreland and Prince John comes in. He's like, "Health, peace, and happiness, my royal father." And his father's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm literally dying right now." So too late. Whatever you're gonna say, fuck it. You Done. can't. You can't have the crown. This is not Hell, my problem. Hell, Your death rattle sounds a lot like you're snoring while you're at work. 
Well, I'm not falling asleep at my desk. <laughs> they're the same. At my desk means you did it in the back room. And so it then, means I did it when I was on lunch downstairs. Thank you very much. So then, for some reason, we go back to Falstaff Again. with Shallow and this guy named Davy. So let's. Is he Davy from the bushes? He's not. Okay. No, okay. First of all, that is an inside joke from a improv comedy troupe that was taken to other weird things. From ten years ago. I know. That's so insular. Oh, David from the bushes. Hi. That was of my favorite. So we used to play, one of the games we used to play in the improv troupe that we all belonged to at some point was, uh, it was fake interview. What was it called? I don't know. I mean, there's it several was, Yeah, it was a fake, it was a fake interview game. And we had a friend who decided he was going to be a stalker named Davey from the bushes. <laughs> Davey from the bushes. It sounded, it sounded about like that. I'm Davey from the bushes. Thank you, thank you Travis. And I Cook. wanted to... It was Mike. It was Mike. It was, oh, no, it, it was, was Mike. That's right. It was, I want to know whether or not you enjoyed taking the pearls off slow-like. So, he was... Yes, that creepy, was Mike. He God. was a creepy stalker with a weird, slow, like, pirate accent. All right. It has nothing to do with it. Anyway, so we, we go with Falstaff briefly in a scene that... It has nothing important happen in it. Like every scene of Falstaff was in throughout this play, except for the scenes where he showed his true colors to Hal. Right. Those scenes mattered. All the rest of the Falstaff, if Falstaff and Hal were not in the scene together, Falstaff scenes did not matter in this play. Yeah. Falstaff is only in this play to bring people in by going, here is a play with John Falstaff in it. Well, Falstaff, Falstaff is great in part one. Yeah. And Falstaff is not Falstaff in Merry Wives. Right. Right, but you can tell. So, we're going to get to the epilogue here soon. Soon, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We're going to get to the epilogue here soon in which they promise that there is a Sir John play coming soon. I mean, clearly, John Falstaff is not in Henry V. Well, no, because John Falstaff is rebuked. He does. We'll, we'll get there. We're not there yet. Um, but 5-2 is possibly one of my favorite scenes in this show because it's Lord Chief Justice coming back and he's like, ah, Prince Henry is now King Henry. That guy hates me because I tried to have him arrested. And now I've been called in front of him and his court of brothers and things are going to end poorly for me. They're going to litigate. Things are going to end poorly for me because he hates me because I tried to have him arrested. But we get a little bit of a switch around because when the justice comes in front of... Of how? Of how? Well, Henry King now. Henry now. Henry. Because he he, he transitions immediately Immediately. From, and from this how scene, to Henry. This scene, and I this, think, yeah. really shows it because the Lord Justice comes in and is like... Oh, Act 5 really gonna, shows it. You're going to... You're going you're gonna, to... You're gonna, Am I going to get stripped of my And King time? Henry is like, I want to thank you for doing your duty. Regardless if I yeah. was the prince. Like, you didn't let that stop you. I was the prince, but I had broken the law. I had done wrong. And, and you, you were coming job. to do your job. And I appreciate that. And I want to commend you for it. And the chief just is like, that is not how I thought this conversation was going. I think that is not how you go. said it would be. And it reminded me, weirdly, because these things are like 300 years apart, 
Um, but there's a story about President Grant who got a speeding ticket once for riding his horse too fast down a oh, road. Yeah. All right. And yes, there, no, there All were right. not cars then. There were not cars. I was about to say he... Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> he, no, he got a speeding ticket for... Galloping. Galloping the too, too fast. And a, a policeman stopped him and went, you were going too fast. I'm giving you the speeding ticket. And then he was like, oh, crap, you're the president. And President Grant said, no, no, no. You're doing your job. I was going too fast. I'm going to pay that ticket. Yeah, give me the ticket. It's like, thank you for not letting the fact that I was the president influence your decision to give me a ticket. I appreciate you your integrity. Can president right now getting on the back of a horse and not cracking it in half? I wish he would get on a horse that and is, ride it right off That is cliff. not how I thought your sentence was going to go. I'd love it if he got on a horse and rode it right off a cliff. Mm. No, that's bad for the horse. It is. Horse also, doesn't deserve Well, no, that. the horse stops at the edge of the cliff because okay. horses are smart. Two more mm-hmm. years. <laughs> not that. It's not going to take that one. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. AOC. But, AOC. But, but I don't know. I really right. like I like that scene because it shows nope. for yep. me how Henry's like Paul's growth. He does take this seriously. There is so. And actually, he's, I, le- he's way less Hal in this play than he is in, in Fort yeah. One. So we'll talk. We'll talk about Harold Bloom. My my great chub I have for Harold. Oh, Bloom. I love Harold Bloom. We well, uh, yeah, we both. I mean, we both own Invention of Human. There's a reason that we dated a million years ago, and Harold Bloom is probably like twenty five percent of it. Probably, so, but even though, like, I don't know if we even talked about Harold Bloom then. But. So Harold Bloom uh, likes to point out. A lot of different things. First of all, he thinks these two plays are the best plays that Shakespeare ever wrote. But... If you're looking at the invention of the human, though, which is, you know, from the perspective of the way he writes... Can yeah. I... I just, but, do no! You know, do you know how long... Reverend. It, yes. <laughs> I might not have it still when I finish this diatribe about not having it. All right. Where was I? All right. So, Harold Bloom likes to go on about a light switch that happens for Hal. That it is an on-off. Mm-hmm. That Hal is Hal, and then he clicks to Henry. Yeah. When I see Henry start in that scene in the tavern, like, yes, he dresses up. like It's that a dimmer switch. switch. But, yeah, it's a dimmer switch. It's this slow transition yeah. no, I agree. to a stark contrast. It's not, it's not a light switch. Like no, I agree. It's not a light switch. It's not an so, instant. It's not a flip the switch. He immediately not, goes from and, hell to And Henry. not that Harold Bloom will ever listen to this podcast. If you do, please find me out. I want to hear your class. You're amazing. I love you. But. She has a lady boner for you, Harold. It's huge. It's a chub. So, it's it's not that it's like a dichotomy. Right. Except for if you look at a snapshot of Hal at the beginning of part one and a snapshot at how it's at the end of part two. I think this is a fascinating topic. I think we should pin it. Yeah. Yeah, let's put a pin Sorry. in it. And, let's and, put a pin in it and, and talk about back it. To because, it because we do, we do have so a few more things to finish we with the do. synopsis here. So we go back to Falstaff with Pistol and Bardolph and Shallow and it's like this entire act has just been them trying to get Falstaff's attention so that they can tell him, hey, the king died. Prince Hal is king now. Can you pay attention long enough for us to tell you, you that? Shut your shit for five oh, fucking minutes. Fuck yeah, my boat came in. Let's get. And then he's like, not to litigate. And then he's like, yeah, my Prince Hal, my buddy, my pal, my best my friend, buddy, my buddy, my son, the man. No, I raised, I, I made yeah. him who he is. I made him. King. I 
Finally, all Crap my troubles are play. over. Let's go to court, except that we don't because we have to have a weird scene between Mr. Squiffly and Doll Tearsheet for yeah, some I reason. Will, I built him from Metal of so, Apparently, women want to fight over Falstaff. Yeah, apparently. So, Why? Yeah, quickly, quickly, and Doll are going to throw down. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. Nope. You know what? I'm not. Let's keep going. So we skip over that. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna because I don't think his is probably as long as a pig. All right. Go. Okay. So then we we get Falstaff to the court and with his entourage in tow, and they're all trying to you know. And, and Falstaff is like, my sweet boy, Prince Hal. And he's like laying us on really, really thick. And finally, Henry just goes, dude, stop. This, I, this, this right here. I, my, my king, my Jove, I speak to thee, my heart. I know thee not, old man. Fall to thy prayers. How ill white hearts become a fool in jester. And he just smacks the like, shit out of he just, with so it. The old mites yeah. of London think that as soon as... Prince Hal is on the throne. Their life is going to get so much easier. He's one of us. He's one of us. No. And he just He's immediately, he goes, Obamacare? he goes, no. They're all, they're all John Ralphio. They're all John They're yeah. all John. But no, Aren't we he... all John Ralphio? <laughs> no. No. No, King, King Some Henry. Some of us are Mona Lisa Saperstein. I'm King blessed. Henry goes, no. Yep. We're not doing this. I told you way back in the first play. Yep. That there would come a day when what we had in the past was over and done. Yep. And today is that day. Today's that day. I'm the king. You are low lives. You are not worth my time. I have more important things now to do yep. than be part of your life anymore. Yep. You had the chance to raise yourself. I gave you chances to raise yourself. You didn't they had opportunities to raise yourself. And he I tells them, and this is what I love. He's like, when you have matured, when you are able to come into my presence with wisdom and humility, then you may be here. And until then, you are banished. Come not within 10 miles of my person. Yep. I don't want to see you. Get the fuck out. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. And so I don't think... This speech would have changed if he had not heard Falstaff in the boar's head. No, I think he was still going to do this. Yeah, he was always going to remove this himself. This was always from going to happen. Presence. It was always going to happen. But I think he was a little harsher than he yeah. would have been otherwise because because Falstaff was a dick. Well, Falstaff, Falstaff had so many chances. And most of the time, when Falstaff so talked about how when Hal wasn't around, it was. We're so much closer than you think we are. We're bestie besties. Um, we braid each other's hair, that kind of thing. This we, time. We play girl talk and, yeah. How do you know about girl talk? And, uh. Everybody talks. And, and basically. Look <laughs> at this cryptic motherfucker. <laughs> no, Everybody talks. That's the next part of the commercial <laughs> for girl talk. Also, when he's drunk, you can tell because his voice gets deep and his eyes get all skinny. And he makes a frog face. Oh, it is a frog face. Hmm? Can you say ribbit? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say dick? Or oh, the dick dick. <laughs> or oh, the dick dick. Dig it. That one but, is a Travis Cook. Alright, so. No, the dick dick is Travis Cook. Harry lays the smack down and leaves. 
And then Falstaff is, is standing there going, I, what the hell just happened? I invested so much time, so much money. I owe people money for that guy. And everybody's like, yeah, all right, uh, Falstaff, you are clearly out of favor with the king, so we're going to peace out. And yeah. we're going to go now. So we're going to go. Why don't you get yourself someplace far away? And then well, Lord Chief Justice is there, and he's like, um, I think he's stunned enough that we can actually arrest him right now. Can you <laughs> go arrest him, please? Yep. And then Prince John's there, and he's like, so um, that was cool. I liked that. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was good. Fun. Can we do more of that? All right, that was awesome. So cool. And then, amazing. and then the chief just is like, "Yeah, what's next?" And Prince John goes, "I think France is about to start some shit." So, so let's go deal with that. It's about that yep. time. Then yep, there no, somebody <laughs> checked. The, oh, the fucking egg timer so just we, went off. Are we going to the Holy Land now? Oh no, the Dauphin of France is sending yep. some tennis balls. So then we the, the, harsh, egg timer, the egg timer went off. Harsh black cut. Fade, fade to black. No, uh, harsh, harsh, I harsh said black harsh black cut. Oh, okay, harsh black cut. Slow fade up on epilogue, which should be just rumor in a new outfit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who tells you all about how John Falstaff is not meant to be this other person, who I can't remember who it is, but it's a real person. Like John Falstaff isn't this guy, I promise. But He's not the Reverend. Come see the next play, because the next play, he's not the Reverend, which is why I got this beer. He's not the horny monk. Um, but tell you what, come see the next play. We have some John Falstaff play. Nope. They say Sir John. Sir John will be back. Uh, Sir John will be back. Yeah, Sir John. John. He'll be back. He's like, also, he'll be back, but uh, he is going to die of a sweating disease. And he does. So he never shows up at Henry V, but spoiler alert, turn off your microphones. Or whatever. Speakers, I think. Your your headphones? Your speakers, maybe? Your phones? (laughs) Just in general? Yeah. Litigate, Chase? You want to litigate something? You want to... Usually. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) You guys can't even, you guys can't even tonight. Let's fist bump, not even. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So, right now we have to rely on Cassie and I to keep this train on the rails. That's I'm trying. Good. I'm trying, Cassie, man. can I get you just tanked so Ryan's the one who has to keep this going? Because I've got this beer right here. It will do you in. It did me in. Beer is gross. Wrong. Ah, but after okay. the break. So, wrong. This beer is delicious. This beer is delicious. I haven't even tried it yet, but no, I'm afraid. But in Henry V, they do have somebody come back in and be like, Oh my god, John falls that bad of the sweating sickness. They got the sweats. <laughs> yeah. The meat sweats. Mm. <laughs> oh, the meats. Oh gosh, the meat sweats. I have actually watched Ryan Halfhill consume nothing but meats for a week solid. He had some bread for to go around his bratwurst when he was eating it, but he would literally get up in the morning, grill meat for... Breakfast. Breakfast. Then he would come back to the house for lunchtime. Again, the only thing in the house was still meat. So he would grill meat. And then at nighttime, people would come over so that he could grill again. That man did not eat a fucking vegetable for five solid days. I watched. I noted. I remembered. That means you had a stronger um, uh, I bet his diet point. vocabulary on your uh, bachelor party than you did over this five days. Yeah, I ate yeah. vegetables at my bachelor so party. So when he I broke know, up, there. he yeah, dated a girl good. named Laura for a while. When he broke up like with three her, and a half years. When he broke up with her, he moved in on my now husband's couch. He, Chris he, was in Rome. It was just me and John, and I, Beth would come down and hang out with us. Exactly. So bored. only one person lived there. 
three people slept there. <laughs> <laughs> he in ate, different rooms, all in different rooms, except for Malcolm. He ate so many meat products. I was slightly concerned he would get the gout. I don't think that's how you get gout. <laughs> you get gout from uric acid buildup from eating processed meats and not having enough vegetables in your system. I'm so, laughing I because you I know someone who has gotten gout in my past. So Brian, so Brian, Brian, who will never Brian. listen to this. I thought that's how you got scurvy. That's what you get for not ever eating citrus fruit. All right. Either way, anyway, I think we need to wrap this. We do, up. and so I think we're going to end with what might be my second favorite set of stage directions from okay. Shakespeare. It's okay. no exit pursued by a bear, but the very last stage no, direction is. is he dances, then kneels for applause. <laughs> As if my dance will be so good, you will clap. Yes. Hold on. It's an interpretive dance. I think oh, the applause is counted on because his last line is, I will bid you good night and so kneel down before you, but indeed to pray for the queen. So if you don't <laughs> applaud, you don't pray for the queen. Exactly. So it's like, that's how you guarantee Off with that. our heads. How long has this been? Oh, it's been long. Yeah, okay. about an hour and a half. So let's but go ahead and... minutes of that is... Soft open, cold open. Yep. Yeah. A lot of things tonight have been kind of soft, Tom Ryan. All right, let's wrap it up. My name's Beth Roars. Come on, someone else. You're Brick. Cassie <laughs> uh, Greenlee. I'm Ryan Hatfield. I'm Chase Greenlee. Jesus fucking Christ. It's been Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, We're not getting this We made again. so many dick jokes. What, Paul? Say goodnight, John Boy. <laughs> I'm never drinking this beer again. <laughs> what, Paul? <laughs> <laughs>